sunshine Good evening, everybody. It's Brantley Taylor. We are back. We are back. We are back. I'm here with David Jones, Tim Allen, and Carrick Taylor. We are part of Making Progress, episode two. We had so much fun on the first one. We thought we'd come back and do it again. Plus, it's free, so they can't shut us off. <laughs> so, we're going to go around real quick. Uh, my name is Brantley Taylor. I uh, live and work, uh, live in Oak Ridge, work in Maryville, just a regular guy. Got into entrepreneurship about a year ago. Uh, we are all kindred spirits, and we thought we'd do this project to help encourage others to kind of step out and do their own thing. Uh, up next, we have David Jones. Hi, my name is David Jones. I am an independent financial professional. I have my own firm, P3 Financial, but you can find me on IamWealthyNow.com. Money, 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 I am Timothy Allen, and I am a self-described serial entrepreneur, and I have done several businesses, and it's my desire to help encourage and give my my story and my side to encourage someone to make the move and be all they can be in the direction of where they want to be. And my name is Carrick Taylor, uh, one-fourth of the Mighty ABC Crew podcast. If you haven't checked us out, please do. Uh, we go live every Friday, 7 p.m. Check us out. Uh, as far as this business thing, I'm the rookie, but uh, we're going to get our feet wet and learn along the way with you guys about how to get into this the right way and do what you got to do to make it happen. Oh, there it is. Cool, cool, cool. So this is us. This is the Making Progress Collective Movement. We're still working on that, but it's the overall subject is Making Progress. Uh, we got four subjects we want to hit today dealing with the mindset and you're getting into a focused mindset, business mindset. But 
First, we're going to talk about understanding who you are and then connecting with mentors. Mentors are so important and we'll get into that. And the uh, next one is limiting distractions. We all have them. It's up to us to identify them and get rid of them. And then the last one uh, is going to talk about routine and then who knows where we'll go from there. But here we go. We're going to keep it going with uh, understanding who you are. And everybody knows their name as a person, per se, you know. But it takes it takes a strong individual to understand who you are as far as your mindset when you think of starting businesses. So we'll start with Tim. He's been in business a while. And um, go into, if you will, understanding who you are when it comes to terms of starting your own business. Okay. Um, the way I see it... Um when it comes to mindset, that is the essence to me of business. Uh, and what I mean by that is I am a perseverer. I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to let obstacles stand in my way. So because I have that, for me, business is easy. Um, there's nothing going to tell me no. There's no opportunity that I'm not going to accomplish because in my mind, only thing that can stop me is me. So, uh, I forgot your question. <laughs> <laughs> What's important about understanding who you are? There it is. When you, when there you think is. about it. Is. Okay, um, as far as who I am, um, I, I do like to persevere. I mean, uh, I don't like to be stopped by any obstacle. Uh, but in my, um, in my process, it's about seeking. Um, when I'm looking for a situation, looking for opportunity, uh, I'm always looking. And I think that separates me from the next person because I'm always seeking. Okay. That's cool. So you have, you know, a mindset, like I said, where you're always seeking opportunity, right? Is Absolutely. That, is that fair to say? And how has that helped you, I guess, prepare, like knowing that you, you are the type of person that will persevere? Did that help? you know, build your mindset quicker? Did it take life experience? Where where did it come in where you knew the attributes you needed to, to go into business? Okay, um, because I'm always seeking and I will persevere, these are just some of the uh, attributes that I have. Um, opportunity is really all around us. It depends on uh, your situation, uh, what you're used to, uh, if you're not seeking, you can pass opportunities all day and say there's nothing out there. Uh, you have to have a mindset of seeking. Um, position is uh, one thing that uh, kept me striving and, and seeking is because like this government shutdown, I never want to be in a position where I'm uh, let go, fired, laid off, furloughed, Anything like that, I would like to be in control of my own situation. Uh, I'm not going to fire myself. So um, that's my summation. Okay. Okay. So, David, you know, same question. Your your mindset, you know, understanding who you are, what gave you the courage or what attributes did you already possess that gave you the confidence to know that you could do what you aspire to do, which is be the expert on staff? <laughs> Well, I think a lot of it came from, I was actually forced into this business, meaning by which I have been doing my job 
basically illegally for 10 years because the way that they came to me, they asked, they said, hey, we can't believe that you're not over here doing this part of the business and doing that aspect of the business that was really supposed to be relegated to the financial professional. Um, so in doing so, they gave me two options. They said, one, you can go ahead and get tested and um, pass your test and become a finance, registered financial professional, take your 663, or you can go find you a new job. So I was really just kind of pushed in the realm that said, you know, do you really believe in this? Is this what you want? And I was very committed to it. I was very committed to making sure that I could um, maintain a sense of employment, but I was also very fortunate because they gave me a career. I truly gave me a, a new career and a path to move forward with that. Um, shortly thereafter, a series of events happened. I mean, even from the day that I started in this business, a series of events happened. My grandmother died, my mom died, my grandfather was in a nursing home. It's, they had to deal with a, estate planning, probate, all these different things at 28 years old that most people did not have to deal with so many financial planning in, issues. So it almost as though I was being pushed down this path anyway. I couldn't let, I couldn't let go. It wouldn't leave me alone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but as it turned out, I remember I was speaking at a church, and I was just giving a basic presentation about retirement and 401ks and all this other blah, blah. And the gentleman came to me after the presentation, and he said, hey, I really like your style. Would you be able to manage my retirement account for me? And it broke my heart when I had to tell him no, because you didn't have the $250,000 that was necessary to work with the firm that I was previously with. So it really convicted my heart. It mm -hmm. made me just say, you know what, if I can do it for these millionaires, you know, one of my taglines is this shouldn't be just reserved for the ultra wealthy, then I can do it for the people who look like me. I can do it for the people who need it most, who don't have any advice, that don't have access in this industry. So... It really did seem like I was being propelled in this manner, and you know, I, I I couldn't stop it. I couldn't take anything away from it. Um, we always say your passion is what you would do even if you weren't making any money. Well, I've been through that year where I did not make a <laughs> not enough money, but I still had such a thrive and a passion for this industry, and I know that it is my it's it's where the Lord has placed me. So. I don't know. I'm obsessed. <laughs> right, right. And that, I mean, that just goes to show you two different situations on how the business mindset was built. And that's kind of the idea we want to share with everyone that, you know, there's no concrete path. There are guidelines you can use and we should all be willing to, you know, venture down that path and understanding who we are to, to strengthen our mindset uh, for business. Uh, the next the next topic I think we can all say is important is connecting with mentors. And I know even in your Red 5 crew, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys bounce ideas off each other, right? You all mentor each other. There's no, like, it's a round table as, as in this situation, right? There's no head and then everybody falls under. Uh, talk about that a little bit as far as mentors and how they've helped you. Well, as far as that goes, you've... It's always good to have people in your corner that are going to push you and always to have that person that you can run ideas by that will give you straight up answers. They're not going to sugarcoat it just because it's you. Um, I think that's one thing that with Red 5 Crew, when it started, a foundation was up because Ron put it out there as far as we've got this here. 
we can work with this. You can learn this. It's up to you to learn it. If you're not doing it, that's on you. I'm not mad, but this is what we have in place. And I think that's the thing as far as with our uh, with the ABC Crew podcast that is probably going to work its way to being probably one of the best moves ever is us learning how to use the software and the material. Because now I know how to use it. Alan knows how to use it. Brian knows how to use it. And then our fourth member, Hasha, he's going to learn how to use it. So everybody is learning it that way if something does happen to where Brian's not able to be there. We got enough common sense, enough knowledge to say, let's get this set up and let's run it. Right. So you have the system in place. There's there's something in place now to where we can't say there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to go ahead and with the show. Right. Smart. 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 um, With that being said, it's... It's still a learning process, and we've met a lot of people along the way that have given us ideas, given us toolage and things. But, um, yeah, mentors are, are always going to be a, a great thing to have in your corner. So, Tim, in your experience, you know, how important have mentors been, um, you know, as preserving your mindset, building your mindset, changing your mindset, just kind of go into how important a role mentors play? Okay, um... I wouldn't be here where I am and think the way I think without some examples of how to move. I guess my first mentor was my father, and he was from Chicago, came to Knoxville in 69, and had a vision and went for it. And as he was doing it, I'm a young man watching him and thinking, okay, when I do it, I'm going to do it a little differently. I I was already Mm -hmm. setting my mind like, okay, you're doing this wrong, and this is where I'm going to do this. But... uh, he was my first mentor. After that, I've had several men in the community that have uh, I've reached out to, and uh, it's a Bible verse that says, "Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth." And it's true because if you go to someone and you ask them a question, um, if you're humble, they will pour into you with everything they have, and that's what's happened to me. So I, I've go to successful and sometimes even the unsuccessful businessman because you find somebody who's done it wrong, they can tell you what not to do. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, sometimes you do it wrong so much, you'll figure it out by default. So anybody can be a mentor. But uh, one of my best situations and uh, circumstances, I had a man, an older man, and uh, he made a great sum of money in one month. And I said, wow. That's a lot of money, $300,000. Are you going to Hawaii? He said, no, no, I don't, I don't work for money. I work for accomplishment. And it changed my whole mm. understanding of what to seek. He said, if you work for money, when you get the money, you'll stop. But if mm. you have a goal, you work for accomplishment, then the money is indifferent. Mm-hmm. So thank you, mentor. I seek mentors. And I'm going to tell you this. This is even more interesting. Mentors don't have to be older than you. Okay. You can see somebody that's moving and uh, and winning and connect to their energy. I think that's what this this group that we're about. Uh, for me, uh, I guess I'm the oldest, but I'm drawing energy all off this table. And I'm appreciative for it. So I think sometimes people think you got to go high to get it. But you can get it wherever it is. All right, all right. So, David, some of the, the, the mentors 
in your life, were you, were you able to have, you know, can you describe any mentors that may have kicked you in the behind when you needed to? Because I think sometimes we, we always get the misconceptions that mentors are there to just pat you on your back and tell you everything's good. But we all need mentors that can, you know, when you need to pull up, you need to, you know, I'm telling you this because I care about you. Uh, do you have months. right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any experiences like that you can share? Oh man, so many. I mean, I remember. Okay, so I was the kid who always won the hundred dollar prize for selling the most pecans in middle school. You remember when you had all of those little? I'm from the city. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Knoxville is a city. <laughs> it's a town. <laughs> Don't get pushed down the steps, out of that. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Working a job in the city. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was that kid, and I had my family, my 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 mom, my grandfather, all of them. I mean, them Whitmans was some hustlers. If you you don't know nothing about that Whitman name, goodness gracious! I mean, most people would know the name Charlie Whit. So when it came down to it, I was raised under a bunch of hustlers who were very much like you, just going from different type of business to business and trying to find their fit in the world. And it helped me to be able to have a resolve that said, you know, this is something that we want. This is a goal that we're accomplished, we're focused, we have a definiteness of purpose that says, you know, we're going to have the nightclub, we're going to be selling food, we're going to run numbers. We're going to be able to maintain a business, whether it's painting, whether it's selling um, the little chotsky, little uh, figurines and things. So my family was a huge, huge proponent into really creating that that mentorship and that hustler's mentality inside of me. Um, even going forth from that, I remember when I was in the 11th grade, I wrote this paper and it was basically a business plan for a restaurant and submitted it in for my marketing class. And my teacher, she came back to me and she told me it was great and she wanted me to go to Leadership Development Academy. And it was phenomenal because, you know, she wasn't a business owner herself, but she seen a sense of value in me and the present the presentation I pulled together. So it was super cool to have that cultivated even at a young age and through various people. Um, as I mentioned before, I was 28 when I found this industry, but even still, I happened to have my employer had a PhD in administrative. So she was a teacher by nature, even though her industry was in financial planning, she was a born teacher. Mm-hmm. And I would truly sit at her, I mean, I don't want this to be sacrilege at all, but I would truly sit at her feet like Jesus and listen mm-hmm. to the degree that I remember my children told me at one time, you must love your job more than us because you don't ever want to come home. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you talk about obsessed. But those were, you know, the I really the probably the three, four biggest mentors that I've had in my life that just really has said, No, you can do this. You can do this. If I'm not gonna lead you, I'm gonna show you the way or I'm gonna actually give you the tools to be able to be the most successful person that you could be in this field and here we are today. Right. And it and it does help tremendously to have that person that believes in you, but at the same time they know when it's not your best. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of people you need to connect with. When you're thinking about getting your mind together and starting business, get around people that will not sugarcoat. They're not trying to hurt you, 
they're trying to build you up. And, and that's so important to your overall mindset and getting you to the place where you can say one day, hey, I can do this. Wait a minute, Bradley. Who were your mentors? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> me, Please do. Share. Let me share. sit back. And, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Take a long drag. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of my, my greatest mentors, of course, you know, and, and Carrie will probably say the same thing, is our father. Um, you know, if I could tell anybody anything, I can tell people I had the most biblical raising ever. And my dad used to listen to a lot of things. you too hard on them. And he would tell people, I'm trying to make men out of them. Right. I'm not trying to raise boys. I'm trying to make men out of them. And he was very just in everything he did because you would get warnings. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, okay, stop, quit, all right? And, like, then there's no more talking. You know, action had to take place. But also his... That's right. His his diligence about his, his finances, taking care of his family, providing, doing what he was supposed to do, but he always put God first, and everything's worked out for him. Um, another mentor was a boss I had at, at, at 21 years of age. I was working in a government job at Remotech. We were building hazardous duty robots. And I was, you know, stuck being the kid out of college, you know, had a job working 10 hours a day. So what was I doing on Thursday night through Sunday? Right. I kept missing. They had they would have voluntary overtime. I would volunteer for their overtime, and they had to work, and I wouldn't show up. He pulled me in his office and said, you're a great worker, but we can't get you here. Mm. Right. You, you've got to make a decision. Do you want to go hang out, or do you want to? And he was like, you smell like a brewery. Well, we, you know, what, what are you going to do? You need to make a decision right Real now. Real conversation. Right. It was a crisis moment, yeah. and I had to make a decision. I made the wrong decision. <laughs> and and I was I was bitter about that, but I kept a good relationship with him, and I appreciate him to this day because you know, as the young people say, he kept it real. He right. was honest. Yes. And you know, he I seen him years later. He said we had some great things for you, but you just couldn't get past. You weren't ready. You know, right? Right. And that's where having those mentors to push him, like we're not getting our best out of you. So that those were two. Um, of, the, of the biggest mentors I've had in my entire life, both personally and professionally, and they've helped kind of shape me into to who I am today. So mentors are very important because my dad was our enemy when we were growing up, but now he's a friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can bounce stuff off him. He can him enemy. <laughs> well, I understand what you're saying. Not publicly. I, I mean, he might listen to the recording. I understand what you're saying, but just... His words. His words. He'll yeah. tell you the same thing. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I think it, it comes to a point when it comes to raising raising men that uh, there has to be uh, a wall of uh, of stern. And when you're a child, I don't think that you understand it or appreciate it. But as you come into a man, I thought my father told me something that... Sounds horribly painful, and I'll share it with you, and I guess all of you listening. When I was about seven years old, my father looked at me in my eye. He said, I'm going to be so hard on you that life is going to be easy. Hey. I know, and I was like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, to tell a seven-year-old, I'm going to be so hard on you that life, the rest of your life, cakewalk. Mm. And I'm thinking, uh... I am yours, right? <laughs> right? Right. But here's the thing. That is the ultimate love. That's preparation. 
And I can honestly say that no matter what I've been through, highs and lows, especially the lows, it has never got so low that I couldn't deal with it. Right. Because I was born, I was uh, I was forged in the fire. I'm not saying a lot. Yeah. But I was forged in the fire. Yeah. Right. right. And my mother, she used to want to protect me, and they got into arguments saying, you know, you're too hard on them. And he said something similar. He was like, listen, I have a, a vision for my son. Please allow me to... Make it so. Right. right. And and we can remember, you know, times like my dad would say stuff and we would look at each other in the back seat like, what right. are you even talking about? And then it hits you like 22, 23-year-old, like, oh, ah, he was giving that, me the, the that, truth. That he was preparing me for these moments. Right. And, you know, again, you appreciate it. Like I said, you didn't understand it till you were out here because, right. you know. He's ready to run away a couple times. <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, this is really, no. I'm saying, right. But, uh, you don't cal- love me. <laughs> calamity can fall, and I'm going to find way. a way, and I'm going to persevere uh-huh. in calamity. I mean, yeah. I think like uh, this government shutdown is a good indicator of what's going on in the world and how people deal with it. I mean, there's some people, I think they miss one check. Oh, God, I'm going to lose my house. Now, I ain't saying anything funny, but if you about to lose your house off of one check. Say that. Right. Something wrong anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Off one check. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that might be over How long are we going to be on baby steps? I'm saying. Okay. Right. So, that being said, speaking on mindset, um, everybody's at a different place, and we can all increase if that's our desire. If we're seeking to go out from where we are to a higher plane. But what, what keeps us, and uh, I've heard, uh, you know, Jim Rohn talks about it. What do you all think keeps us in known hells instead of journeying to unknown heavens? We know this place is bad. We know we need to move. We know this is where we don't want to be. But I just don't know what's over there. Harriet Tubman said it. And I heard it recently. Mm-hmm. She said that she would have saved more slaves if they only knew that they were slaves. Okay. Sometimes you're in a bad situation, and did you, if you call don't. Me I, Harriet Tubman the other day. You did. I you did. did. I, did. I, did. I, did. <laughs> I said uh, they did is the Harriet Tubman of finance. She yeah. did That's call she, me <laughs> because she's a hero. Yeah, you friend us. Oh. And right. And I said in the, in the greatest compliment that David oh, wow. that you were going out there, you getting information, <laughs> you are freeing the financial slaves. Right. So yeah. That's the tag I got for it. It was a compliment. It the was. Great, You're looking great. at it wrong. It's all right. about perception. No, it just can't make... No, 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 no. No, I took it as a compliment. Absolutely no. It just... When he said that again, I was like, wait a minute. We right, were talking right, about yeah. this not even two, three days ago. It wasn't that long. Funny, funny. But funny. I had just heard that quote, and it made me think that she said that she would save more, more, more slaves if they only would have known. So you can be in a, uh, a, a bad situation. You can be in a... I'm about to lose my house if I if I get paid one time. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. So I'm just gonna stay where I am. Sure. I think that goes to go with if you connect with more people, if you connect with different type of people. Like I say, it don't have to be someone in an advanced place. It's just a different mind, a different frame of thought. Sure. Can change your mindset. Well, and you have to go back to when you 
When you're definiteness about, you know, being an entrepreneur, a lot of us have listened to different videos. So we've listened to Les Brown. He talked about losing his house. So we listened to this person and they lost their car. They were homeless. Uh, Chief Harvey, I think, mentioned that he was homeless not very long ago. But all of these people have gone through a trial of fire and they had to persevere through it. And that's the thing about it. You have to make your way through it. It's not just about being on this one side and say, oh, nope, can't deal with it. It's going to knock me down. And, you know, we are very persistent people. And if we continue on moving forward, then we'll be able to recognize what that reward is on the other side. So you have to have the steadfastness and the mindset that says, no, I'm going to see my way through this. I'm, you know, kick, cry, complain, but I'm going to see my way through this. This is not going to be the end all to beat all. David said it, and she reminded me that, I guess you both said it. You have to go through the fire. Right. If you do not go through that trial, you don't get the lessons of the trial. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes the trial happens and uh, or the calamity happens, and instead of going through it, we avoid it. We ask for help. Right. We're like we're like water. We take the path of least right resistance. Right. Because we don't want to, like you said, confront the right. issue and get to the root of the problem and if you do go through it there are lessons that's going to come from it right right and a lot of times and i'm sure we can all attest to this in our personal lives the root is us right there's something either in my mind or my heart or you know you got to kill the self-doubt talk right and i know we've all had things we want to do you know and we've let self-doubt stop us i know i have and you know I believe it. You have three or four ideas every year. If you would just act on them, they would change your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yes. what can we do? And hopefully this program helps to get people's mindset to get to I can. I should try this. You know, if I do it badly, I didn't know how to do it anyway. I learned. You know, it's kind of right. like paying tuition. You, you're growing. You There's a lesson still in everything. And do you think... Well, your input on where does the mindset come from that, you know, this is bad, but I just don't know it's over there, so it's better than over there. Uh, One thing that does it for a lot of people is the fear of the unknown. You don't know, you know here, even though it's bad or you're doing okay, you know what's going to happen here, so you're comfortable there. You're not... you don't feel any unease because this is in place. This is going to happen. And I'm good with knowing this is it. And so they don't want to break away to find out, you know, what if I go over here? How is it going to be? Or what's it going to So fear plays a big part, but you have to get past all the fear. Isn't it? A, I if mean, you're going into the business side. Plus, it's, it's also... Um, you you hit on it as far as self doubt, but if it's something that you've never done, or something that or skill that you have that you've never shared with anybody, I think we think too much on what is everyone else's opinion. Okay. You focus too much on are they going to like it? Is this person going to follow me back, or is this person going to be the one? Are they going to be willing to help me instead of saying this is what I got? Let me go ahead and follow this, put this out there, and it's going to do what it do. 
If that person doesn't like it, fine. Guess what? This person does. Because all you're doing is trying to find the people that are going to connect with what you have. Mm-hmm. And so in business, it's the same thing, basically. You're trying to connect with people that want the product that you have. Oh, there may be people that are out there that say no, but you know there's going to be people that say yes. And so if you, you can't focus on the negative side of it. Right. You so do you think the focus, I mean, on the negative, negative side, how things could go, you know, because, again, back to just illustrations that you get through all these positive talks is, you know, sometimes it, it's, uh, you know, you, you've been running from the dog and then you finally go to face the dog and realize the dog ain't got no teeth. And you've been running from the dog all this time. And then you get up on the problem and it's not anywhere near as bad as you perceived it to be in your mind. You know, and we have to, to not cultivate that negative mindset. Y'all should see what they're doing. <laughs> it, is, it is not right. And right here around we go. We are not. Right, right here around we go. Some right here around we go. Hey, hey make, make it rain. Make it rain. <laughs> Yeah, so that is a great segue to our next point. Limiting distractions. <laughs> Y'all see how I carried on while they was doing whatever job, they were doing. Yeah. So impressed, so impressed. You, yeah. showed them, you showed them how to do it. That's exactly. right. That's right. That's the next thing we're getting to. So in our personal life, you know, when you want to make this transition, we do have to limit distractions. Uh, Tim, you've alluded to it before, and I'd like you to just elaborate a little more on how much more precious time is than money? Well, uh, I was uh, speaking before about where I get started in my day. And um, I think I was talking about, I use Facebook for uh, motivation. But before I know it, it turns to something completely different. And um, if you understand business, business is about time. And time being uh, really essentially more important more important than money. So I try to maximize my time. I, uh, when I work out, I listen to a book instead of music. And I uh, recently became real motivated behind books, like a good song, mm-hmm. right? I find myself uh, hollering out in the gym because of a good line in a book. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, time is definitely more important to me than money. Okay, so when you when um, David, when it comes to distractions, you're your own boss. You can stay at home. You can do pretty much whatever you want. What's I guess some information you can share about limiting distractions? That tools that you've used just in general that help you, you know, as a person. Sure. Limit distractions. Sure. Well, you got to know who you are and what your purpose is. And, you know, I get distracted. I'm like ADD for real. But I have to be able to kind of almost put it into my schedule. So to the degree that if I'm going to scroll on Facebook for hours and hours on end, it might be at 1 o'clock in the morning. But I might have gone to bed at 1030 at night and woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning. I use that time to kind of do my scrolling. But I also will use that time to do some Facebook marketing. And that helps me to be able to say, while I'm here, what can I be doing that's more productive? I just can't be here and 
reading a hundred comments because somebody's beefing between one another. Can I be able to use this and say, well, you know, so-and-so just got a promotion. Maybe you need to reach out to them because they might have a 401k rollover or so-and-so just had a baby. So maybe they need to be able to start a 529 college savings plan or, you know, these type of things. I have to be able to put the right frame of mind behind the context of it's not just the the ratchet side. I love the ratchet side. I mean, I, I have fun making jokes with my friends. But I also have to be able to look at it as the standpoint of this is my livelihood. This is my business. And I have to be able to recognize opportunities for my client. That's what they expect from me. They want me to come to them and say, oh, by the way, did you know that now is the perfect time for you as a business owner to be able to write off this amount of money for your taxes? No, thank you, David. That's how you bring value. So I think in respects of... You have to manage your distractions appropriately so they don't take you down a dark and seedy path. But you also have to be able to create a sense of discipline that says, I got to turn this off and I've got to be focused on various things like, you know, when I do wake up, you know, I, I thank the Lord and I may spend some time on social media, but I also break off every morning and I'll listen to a motivational video or, or an audio or, you know, a SoundCloud or something, a podcast. But I, I'm making sure that I'm feeding my mind with the right ideas and the right thoughts. So I don't want to get as easily distracted. I can stay focused on my goals. If I'm focused on my goals and my mind frame is like, oh, we got the podcast today and I want to be able to do this. And I got a business client. And I've got some uh, my calendar. I'll check that. Then it helps to break away from some of the distractions because I've got so many wonderful things that I want to do because it's building my business. It's my business. It's like my money. I get excited about that and y'all know how I feel about my right. money. Money, 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 money. So, yes, like Cardi B said, money. She sounds like a little bit too. Yes, yes, yes. She, she, she kind of my ratchet role model. But, I still want to, I still, I will say this publicly, I don't care. I still I want have. a client who is a stripper because strippers need retirement plans too. Am I wrong? No. All right. No, not at all. Okay. They need more. They absolutely. And sooner. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, being able to focus on my clients, my, hey, I'll go, and they'll, hey, little stripper, do you have a retirement plan? <laughs> It's an opportunity, no opportunity wasted. Be able to find that right. and be able to turn it back into the narrative, the story. My definite is the purpose of making sure that we all are able to build wealth and be able to have our best financial futures, point blank, period. So um, that helps me to really overcome some of the distractions. I am so, Napoleon Hill talked about I'm thinking grow rich. There's such a level of definiteness of purpose that I have just been so engrossed in. Right. And... That makes it easier. Yeah. I, I know what my obsession is. And it, I mean, just in the, the short time of changing and, and listening to less music and more motivational speaking, resetting your mind, things like that, you learn to remove yourself from conversations that don't have value. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, what value is this adding to my life? Mm-hmm. You know, you get away from Bob at the water cooler who always wants to talk about Susie. But it's all it's all because Bob made a pass at Susie and Susie didn't take it. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't want to hear that. <coughs> Is it adding value to my day? I'm going to keep moving. You will get looked at strange. But you got to remember that this is about your business. You know, you're going to the job, but then you're going to work on you. And and the adage is to, to work as hard on yourself as you do on your job. And, 
that job is such a small part of your day, you got the rest of the day where you can right. fit it in, in your car, at the gym, while you're scrolling on Facebook, you can still be listening to something. You know, with technology as advantageous as it is right now, you know, again, this is another thing about making progress. We're limiting excuses. Right. I don't I don't have the time to read a book. You can listen to one. Yeah. I don't have time to do this, you know. And a lot of that mindset goes back to, you know, learning yourself, self-awareness and, and cutting out distractions and excuses because a distraction can turn into an excuse, even to the point where you see just general activity is progress. Mm-hmm. I can't do that because I'm going to fill my schedule in with this. And that's something, again, this is something I learned in myself that I just wanted to share with people. Like, be encouraged when you get frustrated to those points where, like, okay, I've been sitting here all this time and this is all I've got done. You know, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned to to pare down priorities. Have two major priorities for the day. Mm-hmm. Don't have ten. Get the two. You'll worry about getting more later mm-hmm. and, and you know, centering your energy and not, you know, having 12 different fires going that you can't put out anyway. Sure. Get something accomplished and it'll help you, you know, go along your way. And that brings us to, you know, the last thing we're going to talk about tonight. And, you know, whether you do or you don't or you for or against it, uh, Carrick, we'll start with you. Um Daily routines. How do you feel about that as far as affecting your mindset? Thank you for coming to me. Uh, (laughs) I knew I should have called on him. (laughs) But uh, it just depends on the person and when it really comes down to it. Because you have a lot of people who have routines and they need it because it keeps them disciplined. It keeps their mind on what they need to do. And then you have people that are free spirit and they just go with the flow. Perfect example of how it can work for different people. You know how Pops is. He says something in a certain place. It doesn't matter how junky you think it is. It's good for him because he knows it. Mm -hmm. But then you go to someone else. Everything has to be straightened. Right. And right in place. But that works for them. Mm -hmm. When it comes to business, some people may need that routine. Right. In order to, like you said, get their mind mentally ready for the day, but to also keep them organized and to keep them on that path where they know this is what I have to do. Some people, they got it all here. They may not happen in the order that you might think it needs to happen, but, excuse me, by the end of the day, it's done. So, you as your person, this goes right along with understanding who you are. You have to figure out if you need a routine or if you can't do it like this. If you know yourself and you try to do the littlest thing and you don't get it accomplished because you don't have a plan or you don't have a routine, then that for sure you're going to need it if you're going to start a business. Because you have to be more disciplined than you've ever been when you're jumping into something like this. And that's something myself that I'm still trying to learn to this day because I, me, Carrick Taylor, can be one lazy person if I choose to be. And that's just the truth of it. Or I can easily get sidetracked from doing what I need to do. But when I focus, 
And when I'm ready to do what I need to do, oh, I can get it done. I can stay on top of it. I can go pop, pop, pop. It's just you have to become more disciplined in yourself as far as doing what you need to do to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. David? Well, I am um, in the middle of the road where half of my day is very structured and the other half is very fluid. And I think that that kind of that right side, left side of your brain portion, it was like, all right, you know, you need to have a level of structure. My structure primarily is to my early morning. I'm not a morning person, so I think I have to create a structure for the morning that says get up, then do your social media, then do your motivational videos and do your affirmations and then you can take your shower. So I done did all of that and maybe taken a few phone calls before I even brush my teeth. Don't tell nobody. But then you just I know. Right. Say they were phone calls. They right. weren't face to face appointments. It's a difference. But um, even still, I have to make sure that I have gotten to the office at least thirty minutes before whatever my next appointment is. So if I'm ten thirty, then I need to be here at ten. But I am so adamant about getting to the office because if I stay at home. I'll end up washing clothes, I'll end up washing dishes, I'll sweep the floor, I'll make beds, I'll watch TV, I'll do everything else, and I won't be focused. This is my my sanctuary, this is my space that says, come here and do work. So that creates the discipline for me. Once I get here, then the world is my oyster. We might do some social media, and for, we should do some marketing, or we might do some phone calls, or we might do some tracking business, mm-hmm. everything, but it's all to the benefit of what's happening here in this business. It's not about what's happening on the outside with my family or my friends or my household. It's about business and when we step in these doors. So it really just creates a good sense of balance. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can still be a little ADD, but I'm ADD in my office. But when I'm at home, I really have to be very disciplined to get to the office. Does that make sense? Yeah. Make, make first, hey, <laughs> we all people. Hey. It, it works differently for everyone. That's, an, again, just another encouragement. So, Tim, we'd like to get your insight, you know. Okay. Um, and I think that I really am a better person when I am completely structured. The but I, I know <laughs> I'm a better person that way, but uh, I'm human, so... What I've learned to do is uh, life is about learning how to live. So what I'm learning how to do is forgive myself if I don't maximize my agenda. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day, and I can't take over the world tomorrow. So I'm not as hell-bent as I used to be about uh, checking off everything on the list. I do make an agenda the day before, and I have a pretty good idea about what I need to do. Uh, one of my pet peeves for my personal self is just not missing a complete appointment. Uh, even no matter how small it is, I don't, I don't like to drop the ball. And it happens, especially on something real simple. But the simple thing may be simple to you, but very important to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to uh, um, my, my discipline, uh, I found that my, my grandson, I take him to school in the morning. I start off a lot better when he has to go to school because I got that quick start. I don't have time to mess around. But uh, when um, the fall break, uh, I noticed that when he doesn't have to go to school, I got a slow start in the morning. If there's no something I have to do right now, then I might lay around for 15, 20 minutes and roll out the bed slow. And instead of doing 70 push-ups, I might just do 10 and call it a day. So I think um, 
at the end of the, at the end of it all, I think when I'm in purpose, when I'm moving in purpose, I move better. When I have something in front of me, when I have an objective, I have a, a I have a more uh, focused mentality. So I have to keep something on the horizon. When there was a period in my life, and I've always had something I'm doing, I'm working on five years later, but there was a period where I had nothing I was doing. And you're talking about I wasted some time. And I think for me, I, I just know that if I have no purpose, then I'm not the same person I could be. So part for me is being purpose so I can be all of me. Right. And I mean, you said something that actually spoke volumes to me personally because, like you said, I remember a time, well, I don't remember a lot because the 20s is kind of a blur. But then <laughs> you, you make up in your mind that my 30s are going to be better. Right. So my forties can be easy. Right. And you have all this plan and then like, you know, life just like, oh that's that's funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Let, yeah. let me show you something. Yeah. So I'm gonna put your four steps right. behind where you right. are. Right. I'm I'm gonna help you figure this out. So in the last few years a routine has helped me and like just you know, you try things. If they work, you keep them. If they okay. don't, you don't. But you just said something that spoke volume that don't obsess about not getting everything ticked off the list. Yes. Because you can easily transfer it to the next day. Right. And, you know, don't get so locked in on that one thing you talked about earlier, missing your target because you stared at that same line, you know, um, forever. And sometimes, you know, use the old thing uh, my dad used to say about preachers. Sometimes the rabbit gets away. Okay. And you just close the book. You know your mind's not there. Don't, again, don't waste your time. Right. And you just, you can go to another activity. Yes. I may not be able to read 10 to 15 pages of this book, but I can listen to something. My my head's not there. It's been, but we, we're going to stick with some kind of thing to work on me. And mm-hmm. That's true. As an entrepreneur, I think that's probably one of the best lessons because um, it's so easy to give up on yourself. I mean, people are going to give up on you anyway. But what you can do is give up on yourself. And some of these uh, situations, like if you don't check everything off, you start doubting yourself, well, maybe I can't do this. Maybe this is not for me, but it's not that. You just like to, um, just here recently, I was going at 110% every day, and I was on fire. People around me was like, what's going on with you? You're on fire. I mean, I'm getting energy just walking by you. And then after Christmas, after New Year's, I was like 30%, 40%. I was like, what's going on with me? I don't have the same drive I had. I was feeling concerned. But what I had to do was just be where I am. Okay, maybe it's not enough sun in the daylight. Maybe I just uh, need to recharge. Maybe I need to take the day or two days and just recover. Sure. Whatever it is, I need to find a way to understand when I'm off and find my way back home. Right. And And I think that's for everybody. Absolutely. I think we all can say there are times, you know, People say places are getting too liberal or whatever with everything, but mental health days are real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you need to not be afraid to say, look, my, my brain's just not with it today. You absolutely you have, have to anyway, though. You have to anyway. Yeah, you, need to set, you need to schedule that in at least once a week. Absolutely. As an entrepreneur, you know, you have to recharge because you've got an abundance of responsibilities on your shoulders from your clients, from your vendors from your suppliers from your landlord from you know your family it's so much and mind you we take on this responsibility because we feel like we can't handle it 
But the reality of it is the best way to handle it is to go to a place and decompress. So mm-hmm. to go get your music to, you know, just go take you that walk to, I shut out the world for a day and a half at least and just like, nope, I'm not going to really talk, answer my phone. I'm turning off the ringer. I need to just be able to be at peace. And, and, and oh my gosh, I mean, you have to be able to talk to yourself. You have to be able to reaffirm yourself and say, you know, that's not important. I need to get away from that and focus on the things that are important. And sometimes you just need to get it out. Like you were talking before about mm-hmm. even journaling and using poetry and music. Those things are so very critical. Yes. It, it's, I mean, you, of course, can speak to that, but I, I, I can definitely. Yeah, for a person that sometimes you feel like you can't talk to anybody or you feel like you don't know how to go about expressing yourself. Sometimes you need to write that down mm-hmm. to get that off of your chest because when you think about it mentally and physically, it's not going to be any good for you because it can it's, eventually it's going to wear you down. Mm-hmm. You've got to get that out, whatever it is. If you can't talk to anybody, write in that journal. Take a minute to go sit by yourself in a room, a closet, wherever you got to go. And if you have to have that conversation, have that conversation mm-hmm. with self, with God, with whoever. Amen. And you're going to have to do it sometime because you are not going to be any good for yourself, your business, or anything in the future if you are holding in so much stuff that it's just feeling like a elephant is sitting on your chest because you have held it in so long. Or you're going to end up exploding and it may, may be at the wrong time and it messes up everything else that was in the path for you. So right. you can, you've got to take care of yourself in this point and let, let things go. And along with the, the creative outlet, it's kind of a segue. Um, you also have to have a, a, a leisure outlet. And that's something, again, we are, we are trying to start a movement here. Not we are trying, we are starting a movement here. So we want you guys, you know, to, to, to keep tuning in, look out for us. We're going to be going out and doing things because we are going to be a group of helping people and we're going to lock arms and everybody's going in. We're going to make progress together. And that that's one of the goals. That's why we decided uh, to start this. So, you know, we appreciate your time and we just want everybody to walk away from this podcast with a, a strong mindset, you know, understanding who you are. You know, know you need something else and don't let that crisis moment happen to force you into being someone else. It may work, but it may not. You know, understand who you are. The next thing, connect with mentors. You know, dare to be different. You know, get with the person that's going to tell you the truth. It may not be what you like, but it's going to be the truth. Um, Limit your distractions. When you're on this journey and strengthening your mind, you need to limit your distractions so you can be all that you can be. And the last one is... If a routine's for you, implement it as soon as possible. If not, you know, roll with the punches as best you can. You know, you may inspire somebody else. So with that being said, we're going to close out. We're going to start with David. Uh, everyone, just give out your information, and we'll close it out that way. I'm David Jones. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. You can always find me at IamWealthyNow.com. And remember, keep that energy up and get that money, 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 money. Yes, I am Timothy Allen, and 
Uh, right now, it's just email. If you need to get in touch with me, it'll be the best decision of your life because I am here to help. Timothy Jerome Allen at gmail.com. And that's Timothy Jerome, J E R O M E, Allen, A L L E N, at gmail.com. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Watch your mouth. Mouth. Is that you, player? My name is Carrick Taylor. Again, I am one-fourth of the Mighty ABC Crew Podcast. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, we'll be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, also, you can find me on Facebook, of course. You can find me on uh, Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. On Instagram, it is Made Creativity. Uh on Twitter is CB Taylor twenty two, Facebook Carrick B Taylor. Get at me uh, again. I'm going along with this ride with you too, rookie. Trying to be the rookie of the year though. There you go. Can you dig it? Yeah. Start with right. straight shots and then pop bottles. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is uh, Brantley Taylor. Uh, we've enjoyed this. Uh, believe it or not, we actually get a lot out of encouraging each other. And so we wanted to bring this to the masses. We hope you've gleaned something from this. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we've got a lot of things in the works. Uh, my email address is taylor.brantley, B-R-A-N-T-L-E-Y-L, at gmail.com. Uh, we're always available. And like Tim said, we're always looking to help. That's what we're trying to do. We can do a lot more together. And there's plenty of room for everybody at the top. That's so true. I want everybody to stay encouraged. We've enjoyed this. We hope you enjoyed this. Share it with a friend. Encourage somebody to tune in. Uh, Be looking out for episode three. It'll be on before you know it. Everybody have a good night. Go Eagles. Sometimes